and welcome to She Thinks, a podcast where you're allowed to think for yourself. I'm your host, Beverly Hallberg, and on today's Father's Day episode, it's a very special one for me. My dad joins us to talk about whether or not raising a family takes a village. We're going to get into his work in local politics and civic engagement and how that relates to thriving families and society. We're also going to look at the importance of getting involved in politics on the local level to help institutions thrive in your community. When there isn't much financial payoff, is the time and effort worth it? Well, a little bit more about my dad before we bring him on. Dan, Dean Hallberg spent years in public service in the state of California. He served as mayor and councilman in the city of Hollister and president of the American Heart Association in the San Benito County Division. He also was the governor-appointed chair of the Area 7 Board on Development Disabilities, commissioner of the Hollister Parks and Recreation Commission, member of the California Council on Criminal Justice, and was principal at Calvary Christian School. And one of your last appointments, Dad, is you were actually pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. You are in retirement currently. How is retirement treating you? Uh, retirement's treating me well. I'm not so sure I'm treating retirement well, but <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying being retired. Well, good. Well, I was so thankful that you came on um, this program. One of the things I want our listeners to do, to know is one of the reasons why I got into anything related to politics and anything related to journalism happened to do with you. It's one of the things that we have in common is our love of news and our love of politics. Where did that love come from for you? It probably started at an early age. I had the privilege of being raised in a pastor's home. My dad uh, had been a World War II fighter pilot. And uh, during one mission, uh, he gave himself to the Lord to do whatever the Lord wanted him to do. And he became a pastor. So growing up, he was my pastor, uh, my father. And he instilled for me uh, a love for our country and uh, a sense of patriotism, even as a little guy. If you would have asked me at age 10 what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would have said lawyer or president of the United States. Well, I soon found out I wasn't smart enough to be a lawyer, but I'm not sure that's disqualifying though for presidency of the United States. <laughs> when, when did you realize that the presidency of the United States was not a feasible thing that that wasn't going to be your path? <laughs> um, I'm not sure when that happened. Uh, there were several heartbreaks for me as a child. Uh, the day my dad told me that I should stop expecting to play shortstop for the San Francisco Giants, that was crushing. And then to realize I wasn't smart enough to be a lawyer, that was a letdown. And then to realize I probably would not be able to be the president of the United States. So I had a, a childhood of disappointments. From <laughs> now that notice standpoint. he didn't say you weren't smart enough to be president, which I no, no. a lot, lot about politicians these days. I'm not sure smarts is a prerequisite <laughs> for presidents. But one of the reasons, in addition to sharing with our listeners how wonderful you are, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about 
this with you is I have been thinking about this whole idea that we heard from Hillary Clinton quite a few years ago and this idea that it takes a village. So she had a book that came out in 1996 saying it takes a village. And of course, I always shun that, said, no, we don't need a government run village. And I still agree with that sentiment. We don't need a government run village. But as I got older and saw how our institutions were crumbling around the country, I realized Actually, I was raised in a village. I had a strong uh, faith community. We were involved. I was involved in girls' fast pitch softball. Um, We were always doing things. I was in 4-H, all these different things, and that it really does take a village. Did you always have this strong sense of being part of the community um, in civic engagement as well as faith engagement? Yes, and I think, once again, I need to Uh, contribute this to my dad. He was involved locally in a number of things uh, involving politics. Uh, I remember him taking me with him to uh, Montana State Republican Convention. I must have been maybe 16 at the time. And uh, I was always aware of what was going on in politics. Um, and always wanting to be involved. I still remember way back in 1960, fifth grade classroom there in Livermore, California, our fifth grade teacher, uh, this was during the presidential campaigns of Kennedy and Nixon. She wanted to know if there was anyone in the class I'd like to come up and promote their candidates. Well, we were in a Catholic area all the kids were promoting John F. Kennedy. And I got up there. I was the only kid in the whole classroom that spoke up for Richard Nixon. I don't know how well or how firm of a grasp I had on the issues of that day. But I just remember I was standing up all by myself uh, to endorse Richard Nixon for president. Do you, do you think that that mentality of being okay to go against majority opinion was something that was just always ingrained in you. I I actually think it's a really good character trait to be okay to stand up for something you believe in, even if nobody else does. Did it bother you at all that nobody else was supporting Richard Nixon in your class? Yes and no. Um, I did have that boldness, but I also had a desire. I want people to like me and uh, to be by yourself Oh, man, nobody's going to like me after this. But I just sucked it up and uh, put in a good word for for Richard Nixon that day. And I want to now go to just your time in city council in Hollister, California, which is where I grew up. You were there for years and you were mayor for a couple of terms. What made you want to get involved in city council? And when you think about city council's local politics, how important are those decisions that city councils make for the community? I'm not sure who said it, but they said all politics is local. And if you look at your national politicians, almost all of them begin on a local level, either in city councils or school boards. And I was just interested in those. I was appointed to the Parks and Recreation Commission. And from there, I just had a real interest in the planning of the city growth and being involved locally. 
And so I ran for office, oh my, 1980 probably. And I served for eight years on the city council. Two of those years served as mayor. And uh, uh, the, the experience was invaluable and I don't regret it a bit. What were some of the most important things that you think were accomplished during, during your time on the city council? Well, I noticed on this local level, uh, our, our positions were nonpartisan positions. Um, I think people knew I was a strong Republican. I was a member of the local Republican Central Committee. But when it comes to potholes in the middle of the street, uh, those are probably not Republican versus Democrat issues. And I know my closest friend on the city council was a liberal Democrat, but on the local issues, we had to work together. Was it hard to work together with someone who you knew had a different political ideology than you? Um, Because we talk about people being so polarized today. Did you feel the same polarization years ago? Not in a partisan way. Uh, There was definitely polarization, but it wasn't Republican versus Democrat. It was uh, other issues locally. So, no, we... At that level, we were working together, both Democrats and Republicans, for our community, for our county. One of probably the most impressionable times that I remember when you were serving, you you were mayor during this time, and that's when it was the 1980s. 89 Loma Prieta earthquake. And so that is the earthquake. Some refer to it as the Bay Bridge World Series earthquake. You had the A's versus the Giants. Um, and the earthquake happened during the game. I remember we were at the San Jose airport when it hit, not knowing if we were going to have a house standing when we came home. Um, but you spent about a week working on all the buildings that were destroyed downtown. And even the governor came down because we had so much destruction. Did you ever expect yourself as mayor to be involved in something like that? And what was that experience like? It was exciting. Uh, I had an ABC News uh, team covering me all day long. My undergrad degree in college was radio, television, broadcasting. So to me, this was wow. Um, Now, it's heartbreaking for the city, uh, but I found it exciting. Um, I, I jokingly tell people that's about three weeks before my term ended, and I tell people that I literally left my city in shambles at the end of my term. Yeah, it was it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, I want to go back to this whole idea of it takes a village. We are seeing and what we hear is that so many local institutions, institutions in general are crumbling. When you think about the institutions that you were part of, and of course, being a pastor, being a principal at a Christian school, that was a big part of it. How important are institutions in raising of children? Well, I take the verse in scripture, train up a child in the way they should go, and they'll not depart from it. I believe that training up involves 
so many aspects of daily life. Uh, obviously, in the home, the home needs to be grounded. The home needs to be a loving environment uh, to properly train up the, the children. But I think this is where the village, and I don't like using that term because I think it was abused by Hillary Clinton, but if you look at the village as your local um, organizations, I found the village helpful, very helpful in the training of my children. First of all, uh, we were in a, a church that believed the Bible. I think that's key for children in raising them. We were in a school uh, that was a good school, and we didn't have to worry about them being indoctrinated with some weird philosophies of the world. But even beyond that, we got uh, our kids involved in 4-H, in uh, various athletic competitions. Uh, my kids helped me when I would volunteer to help with the Special Olympics. And all of these things, I think, are important in molding the whole man uh, of a child. And so in that way, yes, uh, it takes a village, not government, but uh, the various aspects of the local community being a part of your family and of the training of children. I don't remember if I've, sh I probably have shared this story with you, but it's been a very long time. I still remember when you ran for school board, that is one of the elections you lost. Hopefully that's not painful still to this day. <laughs> but I, I remember painting signs. We did a lot in going door to door. And I think I was around eight years old when you ran for school, school board. That would have been right. Somewhere, somewhere around there. And I remember one person who opened their door and I was chatting with her and she did not like you. And she had a lot to say about you. And I remember saying, that's my dad and started crying <laughs> and she didn't know what to do. So that's just a little tip for people. Um, take your kids out going, go door to door, because if somebody says something negative, they can say, that's my dad. And, and maybe they'll at least feel poorly, badly about saying something really negative about one's I'm one's sure father. there were plenty of people that felt the same way, <laughs> but uh, we somehow survived that. And the deep pain is starting to uh -oh. uh, go away now. Good. I'm glad you don't regret this conversation because I brought no. that up. I want to talk about another aspect of this. So this requires a lot of time. You you started listing. We didn't even list all of the different community organizations that you were part of. This is a lot of time and it's not a lot of money, is it? Uh, um, the salary for city councilman was $300 a month. And I remember one, one week I figured out all the hours I put in and I figured I was getting paid about 52 cents an hour uh, at that rate. Uh, so no, you don't do it from, for the money, but uh, again, even the many hours spent, I felt were very pro profitable to me and hopefully for the community because I had love for our community and I had a desire to share my uh, talents uh, with Hollister. 
And one of the things I've thought over the years is that, yes, national politics, it gets the media attention. But where real change happens is on the local level. That's where you can make a great impact. Do you still believe that to this day? Going from going from this idea of I want to be president of the United States to then being mayor and on city council, it, it really it, it's those local decisions that really impact people. Not only that, but it's the local involvement that is a great training ground. If you're wanting to go on to national politics, you need to know how to deal with the unhappy voter, uh, how to uh, promote an idea that may not be popular at the time. And you learn these lessons sometimes the hard way uh, there at the local level. But like I said, the the comment, uh, all politics are local, that is where so many foundational activities and policies take place. Any tips on how you handle those disgruntled voters who are very (laughs) vocal? What was your approach to that? I (laughs) (laughs) I tried to remember that I was a Christian and my responses should be Christ-like in that. I had one fellow, the local newspaper, a columnist. I was his favorite target. And week after week after week, he would be ripping me for something. Now, he was always wrong. I was always right. Yeah. (laughs) But whenever I would meet him downtown, we would shake hands and... uh, there was no animosity in those situations. I remember right after the earthquake and downtown was a shambles. And one of the shopkeepers was furious that the building department wouldn't let her enter her building because it was such a dangerous situation. Well, she took her frustrations out on me And I still remember she had her finger in my face. And wouldn't you know it, the newspaper photographer had to be right there. And so there on the front page of our local paper was this lady, finger in my face, just ripping me apart. And uh, I knew I had to be calm. Boy, that was hard. Yeah. Uh, But you learn those lessons on the local level. And... uh, uh, hopefully, uh, those who were in opposition to me on whatever the issues were will respect me in the way I responded. I, I tried to be calm and reasonable. Well, final question for you before we go. If somebody is interested in local politics, any advice that you would give to them? Sure. I would check either with their local political committees. Uh, Hopefully that's the Republican Central Committee. uh, Start volunteering there. And then you see other opportunities of service and um, you just build up that way uh, as far as getting a resume of local involvement. And that's how I started. 
Well, Dad, thank you so much for sharing your background, your experience, and wisdom for others. I appreciate all that you did in the community, and I appreciate you're my dad. So happy early Father's Day, Dad. I will see you on Sunday, but thank you for joining She Thinks. Thank you, Beverly. And thank you all for joining us. Before you go, remember, Independent Women's Forum does want you to generously support us. We do rely on that investment in IWF fuels our efforts to enhance freedom, opportunity, and well-being for all Americans. So please consider making a small donation to IWF by visiting iwf.org backslash donate. That's iwf.org backslash donate. Last, if you enjoyed this episode of She Thinks, do leave us a rating or a review. It does help. And we'd love it if you shared this episode so your friends can know where they can find more She Thinks. From all of us here at IWF, thanks for watching. <laughs>